Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's the 28th of September already, 2023. Boy, September went fast. I keep saying that all week, but I can't believe it. It's October. Uh, what is it, Sunday or whatever? It's unbelievable. Okay. Hey, we got a good show for you today here on Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. I've got the uh, CEO of uh, Invo Healthcare, Matt Stringer, here, and he's going to talk about how we need to tackle student behavior and mental health challenges in schools by knowing what we need to know, okay, and making sure we got the right people in to do it, okay? So I'm going to let Matt explain that all, tell us all about uh, Invo Healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, and he'll be on in just a minute. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, all right? That's our home website, ace-ed.org, for our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And and Access, Equity and Access, that's the name of our magazine that's uh, on site over there, our online journal. And, you know, you know, it's, it's interesting what Matt does and what so many schools are trying to do. It's so hard to find the right people to help kids get through these serious, serious times post-pandemic, okay, SEL times, social-emotional times, healthcare times, mental health, et cetera. It's affecting things out there. we got to help these kids. And it's all about access to this. And if we don't give the kids access to this, because there aren't enough professionals in their neighborhood more than in many, many cases, all right, it could be a problem that we're going to face for a long, long time. So that's why this is all important to us, because we're all about equity at our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Everything we do at ace-ed is free, ace-ed.org. Go over there, our uh, Excellence in Equity Awards program is over there, our magazine, Equity and Access Pre-K-12, all the podcasts are there. Please go over, see what we do, join with us again. Everything is free, okay? And we look forward to having every educator get on board with us. Without further ado, of me blabbing here, let me bring on the one and only Matt Stringer. Hi, Matt, it's Larry here. Hey, Larry, good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. Where are you, where are you today, in Virginia? Uh, you know, it's funny, Larry. I've got a Virginia number. I lived there in, in Baltimore for a number of years, but I'm in Florida now. So I'm down in uh, in Tampa and, and here in Hillsborough County. Good enough. Sorry about the Bucks this year, but I like Baker, Baker Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, hold, we're still holding on some hope. We're still holding on some hope. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's a good segue into mental health. Okay? That's a good segue. <laughs> Hey, hey Matt, like tell us about <laughs> I'm glad you're here, and I'm so I'm thrilled you're here, as a matter of fact. I, I think the right website is invocompanies.com, I-N-V-O. Is that correct, invocompanies.com? That's sure correct. That's you, can, you can get yeah. there through invocompanies.com or invohealthcare.com. Both, both are connected to us, for sure. We'll, we'll get you right there. Okay, and please check this out, everybody. And, Matt, the question I have, which I couldn't figure out from your website, I don't know if anybody else has this challenge or not, Okay, does Invo put therapists into schools or does Invo work with the administration to make sure they're on the right path for the mental health of the kids? And does it not put in therapists or it might be a combination of both. But help me out. What is Invo actually doing out there in pre-K-12? Yeah, no, look, that's, that's a great question. So um, we, we do a number of things. Um, Invo Healthcare has been around for about 30 years. So we got our start uh, supporting districts with special education support services, so speech, occupational, physical therapy, um, you know, through times where, and we're still experiencing it today, there's just a, a shortage oh. of identifying these, these 
you know, talented professionals and getting them into yeah. schools. And so, you know, that was where we got our start. And over the last, call it 10 years, um, you know, we have seen through our partner districts and, and the work that we do just a pretty significant, you know, shift in the need for helping to, to kind of mitigate, you know, intensive behaviors that are, that are just, yeah. you know, continuing to, to, you know, become more rampant in, yeah. in all different uh, schools and locations and the, and the mental health challenges that continue to come. And as you just hit on that, you know, uh, the, the pandemic did not do anybody, uh, you know, any, any favors there. And so, that's for sure. you know, Envo, we, we provide on one component, we provide staff in these specialized special education behavioral mental uh-huh. health positions where districts, you know, are, are struggling to find them or just need additional support. And then where we've really focused a tremendous amount of energy over the last call it five to eight years are, are with some programmatic implementation. So, you know, we as a partner to school districts ourselves as a small part of everything that they do, um, but we're a pretty important part. And, and we, Agreed. we really wanted to, we wanted to take, you know, beyond finding these amazing professionals to get into schools, uh, you know, a direction that would allow us to help drive real outcomes for, for districts and help yeah. change the, you know, the trajectory of their schools and the students and, and do it in a way that, that again, is additive to, you know, all of the great things that they're doing. And, and I always equate it, Larry, to, um, you know, if you think about in business or any other, other kind of areas that, you know, one, one group or one individual can't be the expert in everything. You know, schools have amazing, amazing educators. They have amazing supporting staff as well. Yeah, and when we're able to come in and support, we, we focus in a very small portion of an area that we can help drive outcomes and success in, and it really is a multiplier effect across those, those schools and districts. It really does. And, you know, being a superintendent, being a principal, being whatever, it's changing over the years. And you just kind of mentioned that. And it's especially changed since the pandemic. All right. And you just said they can't be experts in everything. But we have to I always say this. We have to change the way the folks are trained when they're going to get their doctorate, when they're going to get their master's in administration. School administration has changed. Okay, and and schools of education need to really understand that and change the way they are taught. And I, I say this all the time. They have to know what the industry provides. All right. And that's what you folks do. Sure. You're there to help them get through this. Okay. They can't be experts in it. You're experts. They got to know the experts exist. Okay. And the right. way they're trained, well, they have to understand this. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I was, I was going to say to your point, Larry, and I apologize for interrupting, but you know, were... a, another, another big part of what we believe is, is our success that ultimately ends up being our partner success is right. when we're able to transfer some of that knowledge and when we're able to help build capacity with, you know, whether it's teachers or school administrators or whatever it might be. And so kind of coming back to your very first question, we primarily work within, within the schools, within the school administration. We collaborate with district administration. Yeah. We don't necessarily do mental health training at the district administration level, but it's all kind of intertwined it's fascinating. Um, in, in a lot of ways. That's fascinating that you're doing this. And I think this is incredibly important. What you're doing, it's a great positioning for the company. And I, and I hope so many districts are listening today and start moving this direction. They need help. And they need help at the upper level as well as just getting it to the kids. They need to know where they're going, which brings up the question. And I know, Matt, you're CEO. I don't know how many 
times you're talking to superintendents, et cetera, but from your team or from your own experience, what are you hearing about this? When you go in and talk to a school district, what are they saying back to you? How's, what's changed out there? What do they need? Where do they see they're lacking, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, you know, the, I think the biggest things that have changed, and by, just a little bit, just by background, um, I, I've spent about know, almost 25 years in the education services space, and, and I spent the first half of it focused on academic interventions, um, and now the second half really focusing on special education and, and uh, mental health and behavior support services. And what's interesting is even my career trajectory kind of a little bit follows the evolution of of need and thinking in, in, in a lot of ways because, you know, years ago, No Child Left Behind, significant amount of resources put into reading math interventions, which, you know, mm-hmm. were, were helpful and, and you know, supportive and, and helping to, to um, you know, affect positive change from an academic performance perspective. But the reality is, and I think what has changed significantly in the last two years is the understanding and realization that there are so many kids and I, I oversimplify this, I know, but so many kids that just aren't comfortable sitting in their chair on a regular basis. Yeah. And yeah. because they're not comfortable in their chair, they can't benefit from the fantastic instruction that the teachers are providing on a daily basis. And no matter how much additional reading, math, other interventions you're going to provide, these kids are kind of locked up, right? And, and some are some are sitting quiet and kind of trying to, to blend in in the room, and some are acting out in significant, you know, intensive ways and, and becoming disruptive. And so I think the biggest change that I'm seeing is is a real embracing and understanding of the need to try to, you know, find ways to support those students outside of just academics, so that you can unlock their capability and their abilities and get them engaged in the classroom and keep them in the classroom, like stop, you know, no, no more disciplinary referrals and, and, you know, get them there benefiting from, again, what the, the work that the great teachers are doing on a regular basis. And so for me, that, that's the biggest thing. And, and with it comes a big question. And, and I don't mean this negatively to, to, you know, any district or school, but I think it's a, it's a difficult question to answer um, because there's a, you know, there is a, a level of kind of identification. There's a level of truly trying to understand how to treat the problem in a way that is not just reactive in the day, but is going to be long-term. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. those, those, you know, those, those, those solutions are complicated. And, and those are things that we've spent a ton of time developing, <laughs> building proprietary systems and tools. And so that's, that's, that's kind of what we focus on. It's, it's, that's really cool. And as I said, it's a terrific position and it's something that school districts need. They really, really do. Let me ask, who is on, uh, not, not particular names or anything, but who are you looking for to, to work for your company and go into schools? Are you looking for school psychologists? If I may, are you looking for just salespeople? And I don't mean this to be like a one ad. I don't mean it that way. Sure, I mean, who sure. are these people that are going in? No, again, great question. So, no, the, the people that we have, we, we've got about we've got about 2,000 professionals that work in 22 states across the country in various districts and schools, and wow. these are a mix of individuals, you know, from from speech, occupational, physical therapists, to you know, a variety of different mental health support uh, positions, social workers, counselors, uh, behavior analysts, um, mm-hmm. you know, behavior technicians, and so 
it's a pretty wide variety of individuals. Um, you know, where we bring these folks into the fold is, is largely dependent on our district partners and their needs. Um, how we kind of leverage or kind of put teams together is, is again, dependent on kind of the, the focus that we're trying to, um, to support and accomplish. And I'll, you know, I'll give you kind of an example, you know, again, Please. I'm sure we, we, provide, we provide staff in various different ways, but some of our programs, one in particular is called IMPACT. Um, it stands for the INVO Integrated Multidisciplinary Program to Address Childhood Trauma. So I want, I want to personally thank you. I want to personally thank you, Matt, for another acronym in education. Thank you. Yeah. We, we have a couple Impact. more. Say it again. Then we try to stay it again. So yeah, impact. The integrated, yeah, impact. Integrated multidisciplinary <laughs> program to address childhood trauma. Um, there you go. But what, Fabulous. What, what, what's been exciting about impact um, is to us, and we've looked really hard, we haven't seen anything like it in the industry, whether it's, you know, through business or, or through districts themselves. It's truly a model where we take mental health professionals and behavior analysts, and we come in and we treat uh, students with very intensive behaviors combined and, and doing it in a way that is completely collaborative, right? So, and I, and I, I always want to recognize the fact that, that schools have mental health support professionals and schools have behavior professionals, but what's different about not that, enough, not enough, of not enough, yeah. not enough, yeah. but it's also the synchronization, right? And it's the true yeah. multidisciplinary treatment. And like, beyond the 800-page implementation manual that we've built out, um, you know, it, 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 is, it is these individuals and these professionals working together, communicating together, changing treatment plans together on a daily and weekly basis, and doing it with, with you know, students who are exhibiting extreme intensive behaviors, but not only focusing on the behaviors, but looking at the underlying reasons for those behaviors. Um, and what's been so unbelievably uh, you know, impactful, pardon the pun, uh, in, in what we do, <laughs> you know, we, we put our heads down to provide this level of support. We knew that, that the support would help from a behavior and ultimately a mental health support uh, capacity. But the other outcome that's come out of it is these kids now are feeling comfortable in their seats and without additional academic reinforcement, wow. we're seeing enormous reading and math gains um, with no additional academic focus. And so, again, it just kind of proves out the point that these, there's these amazing kids out there, you know, they're struggling with a variety of different, you know, you know whether it's, it's things that they've experienced in their life that they're experiencing now, that whatever it might be, that, you know, we, we really try to come in and help unlock them. And, and when we do, it's just, it's, it really shows some amazing results. It really does. And how, how does this impact? And I, I know the answer because you just said it improves academically and all that, but I'm, I want to go a little deeper on that. How does it impact teachers? I mean, teachers, as you well know, Matt, you know, we have a teacher shortage. We have a serious teacher retention problem, you know, kind of an enough is enough. I've got to get out of here for a lot of, a lot of too many educators. Okay, it's a shame. And how does this all, when all said and done, and you go in there and, and work with teachers, I assume, how does it a filter down to the teachers and B, what are you hearing from literally the classroom educators? Yeah, so what's what's really interesting, um, you know, in, in some of the programs like Impact that we provide, yeah. you know, it, it is it is naturally providing capacity for administration and teachers, right? So a lot of the things that we are combating are when I say intensive behaviors, we're talking about, you know, like enormous numbers of disciplinary referrals 
you know, full classroom disruptions. Mm -hmm. We're talking about yes. elopement. We're talking about, you know, in some cases, violent outbursts. Yes. Just all, uh, all of these things that, that create significant classroom disruptions and make it that much more difficult for teachers to do what they, they are trying to do on a daily basis. And so when we do this, we, we are working in the classrooms. We're kind of, we're working with the kids sometimes outside the classrooms. We're, we're collaborating with those teachers. And, and even in a couple months of, of providing services, you start to see relief and you start to see teachers, you know, feeling um, more, more, you know, let's say at ease, but more in control of mm -hmm. what's yep. happening well because, you know, because some of these, these, these students have been supported in a different way. From an administrative perspective, I mean, if you think about it, and I, I, this is not a, an exact stat because uh, I don't, don't remember exactly, but I'm going to kind of estimate a little bit. What we hear constantly is that, you know, 3 to 5% of students in a given school take up 60 to 70% of the administrator's time, yeah. right? Wow. Because, be, be, wow. because <laughs> of, you know, because of, you know, they're just the constant, constant churn and referrals. And so when you think about it, even the administration yeah. having capacity back when these kids are, are able to be supported in a different way, it's, it's just, it's really game changing. And then, and then beyond impact, it is. Um, you know, uh, yeah, a number of other things that, that we find to be just, you know, incredibly uh, supportive with impact and, mm -hmm. and in other ways is we, we, again, we're working so closely with these teachers, our behavior analysts, our mental health counselors, they're providing kind of this, they're like, they're showing what they're doing. They're, they're talking about strategies. They're, they're kind of, you know, sharing the things that are making a difference and it, and it naturally just helps teachers become better informed, better trained and, and allows them to, to kind of carry on and, and, you know, you know, provide those strategies moving forward. It's, it's, it's really excellent. I got to tell you, and I'm curious, how does uh, your work manifest itself? Okay. At, 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 within a school, in other words, is it virtual? It, it, are there people on site? Is it is it weekly training? Is, is it a weekly yeah. meeting with the students? You know, whatever. I'm, I'm just coming up with things just to give you an idea. Sure. How does it work? How does it work? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm focusing a lot on impact specifically. Impact is, sure. is definitely in person in the school. Um, you know, we're working wow. directly with students. Wow. We're working in the classrooms, outside of the classrooms. Um, we're, we're working as again, you know, very collaboratively with the school environment. That that's the one thing I will say is we are most successful as an organization when our team blends in at the school, right? When we're, you know, we're not, we're not kind of showing yeah. up as Invo and Invo polos or something like that. Like right. when we right. are part of the fabric of the school and we really integrate, it's, it's, it's when we see the greatest success. And so, so, you know, for that program, it's, it's definitely in person. Most of what we do is, is professionals in the schools. We do provide, um, you know, virtual mental health support services, which frankly have been very successful. I mean, it is a, you know, is a, a, you know, additive level of support. Um, and so that is, that is a possibility, particularly for, you know, more rural districts and, and others that, that may need, need immediate help and support. And so that, that definitely is an option. And then, and the other area that I haven't really really touched on that, that's been a huge, um, I think, exciting area for us as well, I mentioned the fact that we work a lot with behavior analysts or board certified. I was going to ask you that, behavior. so please go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Talk about behavior so, so analysts. BCBAs, you know, are mostly known in the industry for supporting autism 
Um, uh, you know, right. Let me let me help you. BC, BCBA. I just want to mention this to everybody. You know what it is. I know what it is. It's a board certified behavior analyst. BCBA. And you just did that. So please continue, sir. Yes. And so what's what's uh, what's exciting about our team of BCBAs and our, we continue to grow and add really talented individuals is we we have um, started to, to kind of go beyond the autism support, go beyond some of the special education support and use, you know, applied behavior analysis, ABA, the, the strategies behind everything that behavior analysts do to to treat intensive behaviors, to partner with mental health counselors in our impact programs. Mm-hmm. And and now they're going into schools and we have um, a program, it's our behavior coaching program. Um, we did not come up with an acronym for that, so we <laughs> left that out. But, but our... Um, <laughs> Our behavior coaching program, it's been enormous. So this is, if you picture, I always kind of think about it as maybe an athlete and a performance coach, you know, or, or yeah. you know, some, some kind of direct connection. Our kind BCBA of like a Tom Brady. Where does he come from, Mr. Tampa? You live up here in Maine. <laughs> Patriots. Go ahead. I, I know. There, I, yeah, I yeah, figured yeah. There, there might be a little bit of a <laughs> Yeah, there was a little bit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so these, these BCBAs, are going into schools. They're going in to work with 15 to 20 teachers in a semester. Um, They're spending time on a weekly basis in the classrooms. They're doing observations. They're doing, you know, almost to the extent of like a individual, you know, functional behavior assessment on each student from observations. And basically, basically throughout that 18 week period, back and forth working with the teachers, sharing what they've observed, kind of writing out some some plays or some some um, strategies you know that they could put into kind of a uh, you know a, a, a kind of a playbook for lack of a better term and and then helping to kind of coach and and talk through challenging situations and and where possible helping to model some of those behaviors like working with the kids in the classrooms and and this to me is is one of the most exciting kind of you know continued evolutions of, of the way we're supporting districts because to you know to us this is now like providing a level of, of expertise at a, a teacher level that just grows right we're, we work with 15 to 20 teachers in in one That's school very and work with another another in another school the next semester and and these teachers are learning strategies that yeah. that allow them to really kind of control and and just have a better handle on some of the things that continue to, to, to pop up. And, and when you think about capacity building, I mean, if we saved, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll make up the math. If we saved, you know, 20 minutes of a teacher's day every day, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a lot. over, it's over a lot. the school year, yeah. I mean, it, it, it adds up when it comes back to instructional time that those kids are benefiting from. And so, so you know, we're, we're super excited about that now. Yeah, you should um, be. Along, you should be. That's important. Uh, uh, along with behavior coaching, there is another acronym. There's one called ABLE, um, and this is uh, this kind of this comes before the behavior coaching. So it's okay. an assessment of the behavioral environment, essentially. So the same BCBA can go into a district and in in several weeks do observations across a hundred classrooms in multiple schools, and it's not evaluative in the way that they come back and actually you know saying hey this school isn't doing this or isn't doing that, but they come back with a really robust view of behavior strategies and how they're being implemented across the district. 
And it gives the district so a roadmap important. to say, so to say, well, look, you know, I was thinking about prioritizing this, but maybe we should be thinking about this. And so that's, that's been super exciting as well. That is, that is extremely important, what you said about making it standard across the district. Okay, that, that is so important. And, you know, every, everybody's autonomous kind of in education. That's not good. Okay, and standardizing stuff across the district really, really matters. I'm, I'm fully in favor of that. That's great. I have to ask you this. Uh, we're talking about BCBAs, but what, I don't mean this sarcastically in the slightest. What is a behavior analysis? Are they a psychologist? Are they a former teacher? Where, you know, how do they get this certification? What are they? I'm thinking of like a yeah, nurse no, practitioner. It, it, I don't know how to – that's kind of the thing yeah, that no, popped but, into my head. Yeah, so this, what this are they? is – and actually, this is a master's level, um, uh, you know, certification or, or um, uh, program that these individuals go mm. through. So similar to any other master's program, they are focusing specifically on behavior analysis, behavior. and they come out as, as board-certified behavior analysts. There's a national – board certification, their state level board certifications that I didn't they know any of to kind of follow. And so it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, it's a, a hugely important. And what, it is. what I love about, it is. What, I, what I love about BCBAs is at their core, they are data driven. They love, they love data. They love graphing. They love, <laughs> uh, you know, all of the, the things that, that are key and really, you know, going beyond, Hey, I'm, I'm helping kids in this way every day, really trying to, to quantify it from a data perspective and then be able to replicate and, and give, you know, uh, ideas and, and strategies for, for um, our school partners. And so it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, and I had no idea that that was a certification that people could get to today for behavior analyst. analyst. Thank you. I, I learned something today. That's really cool. All right. I have to ask something, and this is – you've been bringing up how behavior leads to discipline challenges, et cetera, et cetera. And as you well know, there is a disproportional behavior challenge for African-American kids. Okay. It's, that's almost across the board. All right. You know that. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you, because uh, we are the American Consortium. I'm sure you heard me earlier, Matt, American Consortium for Equity and Education. And I'm curious how, what you do, if you can put it into a perspective for us, Okay, I already mentioned the access part, which we think is part of equity. Every every kid, every teacher needs to have access to all the, the best things that we can get to help them along, like Invo in this case. All right, but when you think about it from an equity standpoint, okay, well, talk about how the company looks at that. I'll throw the word out there, equity, talk about it. And I think it's incredible. I, I think this brings this about because it gives it, – it makes – Kids who are having trouble, it gives them the opportunity to not have trouble. But I'll, I'll put it, you put it in your words. So I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, yeah. I think the, the, be, the best way I would kind of describe or think about it is, um, you know, we, we work with, with the largest, you know, urban, suburban school district. We work across the board. Yes, you and, do. and when you think about equity, I think what we help bring to the table um, we've got a really, really fantastic team of recruiters, frankly, that are behind the, all that we do and, and are able to kind of connect with these amazing professionals around the country. And so we do a really great job of helping define the skill set, the individuals with the key skill sets to come into really any school or district. And so, you know, where there has been lack of, of particularly maybe it's school psychologists, maybe it's behavior analysts, maybe it's, you know, mental health support uh, professionals, you know, we, we're able to do that in a way um, that a lot of times is difficult 
uh, you know, for districts. And, and again, it comes back mm-hmm. to the point yeah. I made before around you can't be an expert in everything. Like recruiting and finding these professionals is, I mean, it is a full-time thing. We have, we have oh, members yeah. that are really good at it. They're, you know, they are constantly, you know, interacting with and creating relationships and trying to understand who the best of the best are and where we can find them to bring them in. And so, you know, I think that's the biggest way uh, there that we support um, from an equity perspective. And then, you know, when it comes to actually delivering services at a student level, um, you know, a lot of that is really driven by and dependent on where the district is going to need that support and and where they want Mm -hmm. to point. Um, you know, our resources. And so we obviously do all that we can to kind of help support, identify, and collaborate on, on where to best provide the support services. I think it's great what you guys are doing, okay? And it's uh, – are you headquartered in Tampa? Is the boss – are they has headquartered around the boss, or uh, is it everywhere yeah, these days? Yeah, we, we yeah. are. So um, we, we have yeah, – one of our main offices here in Tampa, um, and uh, we, we've got – as I said, we're in 22 states, and so we have kind of yes. local, regional yes. – uh, offices in a bunch of different areas, but uh, my my home base is here. Yes. Okay, and you got 28 states to go. Okay, so I'm going oh, no. to get off the phone and start working on them. But this is good stuff, and I love the way you approach this. Okay, I think it's very important to go right into administration and talk to them and make it across the board. I just think that's really really important. Okay, Matt, this yeah. was great. Thank you. I learned a lot. Thank you, especially Thank you, I really analysts. appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate you. Okay, have a good day. Okay, and sorry Thank about you. the bucks. Okay. It'll get better. Life will get better. Don't worry about it. it we'll, we'll get okay? it. Thank you. Yeah, you'll get there again, <laughs> right. maybe. Okay. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. That's the CEO of uh, Invo Healthcare. Really interesting approach. And that's uh, Matt Stringer. And Invo is at in, – let me get this. I think it's InvoHealthcare.com and also InvoCompanies.com if you want to check it out. It's really – this is interesting stuff. We're going to archive this show at ace-ed.org. And uh, if you need me, I'm Larry at ace-ed.org. Just send me an email. Everybody, thanks for listening, and have a terrific day.